Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and welcome to another show of Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. I am your host on this show. I love doing this. It's a new year. I'm so excited to be back with you. Remember that you can find me on Twitter, Laurie Handlers on Twitter or Facebook. And you can always write me an email telling me about how you enjoy the show. I love fan mail. You can write to Tantra Cafe Radio at gmail.com. That's how to get in touch with me. Anyway, today we are starting 2011. This is our second week into 2011, but by now you know whether your resolutions are worth it or not. You know whether making New Year's resolutions even made a dent in your life. So in this second week of 2011, I like to re-up the resolution thing. I have two amazing guests today, and we're going to talk about a couple things you might not have thought of for starting a new year and a new decade, actually, with a bang. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So my first guest is going to talk about what he is doing and what you can do or possibly should do to give up stuff in the tantric way, like how you give up things, pare down your life. And he's, he's going to be speaking about how that's working for him and what he's learned, like the amazing awarenesses he's had in that. And my second guest today is going to talk about saving your rotten relationship in the new year. So how are you going to go about <laughs> saving yourself and saving that relationship that's it's faltering. It's just faltering, and you you just don't know what to do. So we're going to be talking about that. I think that's starting the new year in a bang with a bang. So my first guest is Shivananda Deva, and he's been a workshop leader in personal development arena for 22 years. He's led over 2,000 workshops in six countries. He's studied tantra extensively, and may I add, also with me. Um, he studied it for many years, and he's become a popular teacher and is founder of the Integral Tantra Institute, now based on the Big Island. I think it's the Big... Oh, no, the island of Hawaii, not the Big Island. Pardon me, every Hawaiian <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> Hi, Shivananda. Well, it is the Big Island. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, it's so good to have you back on the show. As you know, your last show with me was... Uh, one of my very favorite shows of all times, the one about um, Asperger's, people on the Asperger spectrum with and how Tantra relates to that. So I welcome you back with open arms. Aloha, Lori. It's so good to talk to you again. Thank you. It's really, it's great to have you. Really great to have you here. So, um, yeah, so we're, ta we're talking about, you know, what's happened to you. Like you recently moved to Hawaii. <laughs> And you're getting rid of things. You're emptying yourself out, you know? Yes, yes. Well, it's a, it, 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 it's a fun story. Uh, I, I won't say that all of the moments along the way have been fun, but that's how growth sometimes is painful, yes? Yeah, well, don't they talk about growing pains? Didn't we have growing yes. pains when we were teenagers and our bodies were, were just in puberty? Yes, yes. So, so along the along the spiritual path, uh, you have to abandon certain thoughts and, and beliefs to create some room for new original thought and, and feelings and so on to emerge. As I learned when I was a wee cocoon in your butterfly workshop. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm, I'm actually going to pose the question first that I've developed out of, out of my own personal journey, and then we can kind of talk from it. And my, my, the question I want to pose is, what do you have to give up to have everything you want? Yeah, I listen, say that again. I love that question. Say it just what, would you, yeah, what would you have to give up to have everything you want? Yeah, it's a great question. I've asked myself that so many times. I, ca I could probably make a song and dance to it. But tell us yeah. how you interpret that. How, like, So everybody can be asking themselves, what do they have to give up so that they can have everything they want? What a, 
What an investigation. Yeah, really. And and I came into it uh, through a very, very awkward teaching moment, one that I'm, I'm sure you've had at least once along the way, which was that I was, I was actively coaching someone about moving toward their dreams. This is one of my personal themes, is to keep moving toward your dream. Keep moving toward your dream. And as I'm coaching this person and I'm listening to all of their blah, 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 yada, 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 blah, blah, blah reasons why they couldn't, I'm sure you recognize that conversation, I suddenly was just smacked in the forehead by the thought, wait a minute, I'm not doing that. And so here's the background. I have a piece of property in on the Big Island of Hawaii, only a mile and a half from the Kilauea Crater. So it is a very energized, Space. And in what, does that my, mean? what does that mean when you say a very energized space? Because, you know, not everybody's been to Hawaii. And, um, right, and right. Also, well, you know, it sounds a little woo-woo. What does energized space mean? Well, it does sound a little woo-woo. <laughs> well, I, you know, yeah, it's okay. Uh, so so uh, one of the things is that this, this land uh, uh, traditionally the land surrounding the Kilauea crater, crater, much of which is now a national park, um, you know, just a, a mile from there. Um, this land was hapu. This was sacred land to, to the natives. And, uh, in fact, they didn't even live here. They, they, they came here for ceremony and so on. But there is, a, there is something about living this close to the largest active volcano on Earth that is, uh, there's, there's just something tangible. There's something palpable. It's not woo-woo. It's something even tourists comment about, that there's just a sort of a, an electricity in the air. There's a, there's, people just feel energized when they, when they come up here. So, wait, I have to backtrack for a second. So you mean you picked up, and just went to this property that you have? You just kind of picked up? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much that way. I I had this moment of saying, you know, I've owned this land for a while. I've always had a plan that someday I will go live there. Someday, someday. And, you know, in the best of my estimations, you know, it was still a couple of years away. I had other things I wanted to complete on the mainland before I came here. But when I had this moment with my student of saying, wait a minute, I'm doing that same yada yada about why I can't go live in Hawaii now. And so in very short order, I just, I closed up shop in, uh, in Texas where I was living and uh, loaded up a couple of suitcases with clothes, that's all I brought, and came over here. And so that wait a second. So that in itself is huge. Yeah. I mean, just just step one is huge. Yeah. Like you yeah. just put a few things in a couple of suitcases and came over there. Exactly. And you know, I had some plans and I had some contacts and so on, but it was really, you know, I don't know exactly how I'm going to do this. But I don't know. I'll live in a tent. I don't know. And um, what I found was that by by stripping away all my stuff, and if you recall, you know, from our previous uh, show where I talked about having Asperger's syndrome, and one of the aspects of, of, of that that I inherited uh, with my family genes, I'm kind of a hoarder. I'm kind of a guy that always has a lot of clutter around, a lot of stuff. And I, and I put myself in a situation where I had no stuff. And just had to invent being here day by day, moment by moment. And one of the things that really began to occur to me, just I spent hours and hours just sitting. I'm, right now I'm sitting under a 60-foot-tall, 100-year-old Japanese uh, cypress that 
is one of my favorite meditation spots. I don't know if you can hear the birds, but they're coming. I can't hear, wait a second. I can't hear the birds, but I need to know, is there a building or a lean-to on this property? No, no, no. And it, here's a quick sequence. I came here. I said, okay, I'll buy a tent. I'll live on it. Uh, I bought the tent. Before I got the tent out of the package, somebody came and said, hey, did you know that you can rent uh, little Airstream campers? And they'll bring it up to your lot. And I said, no, I didn't know that. So next thing I did, I had a little uh, Airstream camper. And remember Sunset Magazine back in the 80s? <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, yeah real, an old vintage uh, Airstream camper uh, brought that up for the first month. And I just began clearing. Um, there's a lot of undergrowth. I'm, I'm in the rainforest. And... I began clearing the the undesirable, you know, the invasive plants and so on, and getting ready to, to, to even begin to plan something. And while I was uh, working here one day, and by the way, becoming more fit, losing 12 pounds, eating eating well because I'm eating fresh, local, organic produce from the farmers market. That's so while good. I'm working here, a guy drives by and said. Hey, what are you living in that airstream for when you could be living up at my house? And he literally said it that, that way. And I said, what? And he said, yeah. He said, I have a house up at the end of the road that I don't I don't use right now, but, you know, I don't want to sell it because, you know, someday my son might want to come back from the mainland. He said, I, you know, I live down at the beach with my girlfriend, and it's a pain in the neck. I have to come up here every week and check on the house, make sure everything's okay. He said, why don't, why don't you go live there? And it turns out to be a thousand feet up the hill, uh, up you know, up the road. And so now I am ensconced in a really very very charming house with lots of room for guests. Hint, hint, Lori. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, like I'm I'm going. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> and I can literally walk down the hill to my lot. You know, when I'm working here, cutting the wild ginger, or you know, we've got a dead tree that's got to come down, and you know, some other things that just have to happen before I can begin building a house. So now, I've got, I'm provided for, I'm provided for, and I didn't have to do anything except surrender to the flow of the energy here. I've been welcomed into the community in a in a manner that I've never experienced before in my life. Uh, I uh, the neighbors oh, all right, so, have stopped so, by and given me their phone numbers in case I need anything. Um, so so, so there, you have so so just a second. So you have you have uh, worked you you've been working on this uh, you've been hanging out on this land. Someone comes yep. and tells you about an airstream. Then you you move you upgrade from an airstream to a uh, someone's house, and this right. is all this is all having left to uh, Austin. I think you were in Austin, Texas before, yeah. right? Um, with two suitcases or three suitcases, and that's and everything that you need essential. You've now lost twenty pounds. Did you say? Uh, Twelve. Well, maybe a little more by now. Twelve. The last time I checked. So, okay, so you're shedding weight. You're shedding pounds. You've shed Physical possessions. Physical weight, yes. You've shed possessions, and you've, and all because you needed to be in integrity. I have to make this point. Uh, you, you needed to be in integrity with yourself after counseling someone to do something similar. Exactly. This is, um, you know, this is like heal or heal thyself. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so so great it's so and great it, yes and i and i really uh you know i've had many experiences through through life of going away on retreats and spending you know weeks at a time with spiritual leaders masters in far-off places as part of my studies and but this is the first time in my life that I've really experienced 24-7 walking in integrity 
with what I say and who I say I am. Right. That and, right. and it has altered everything. Now, let me tell you. Well, wait a one second. Little, wait one a second. One, wait, wait, wait. We yeah. have to take a break. We have to take a break. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, you, are, you had a perfect bank shot line there. You know, you're walking in integrity. Like, don't jump. We're going to go. We're going to take a break. And we're going to come right back. When we come back, I want to hear about, like, all the tandem things that you've discovered as a result okay. of doing this and, and how other people can go about doing it. Because yeah. that's what we're going to talk about in the next half. So uh, in the next half of your portion. So stay tuned. Stay stay with us. This portion of the show is brought to you by Silk. Pure Natural Silk, a personal lubricant, which is a water-based fluid. Silk provides 100% natural lubrication and replenishes your natural moisture safely. Silk is the only natural lubricant that is derived from kiwi fruit vine and grows in the volcanic regions of New Zealand. So we'll be right back. Have you ever wished for an end to pests in and around your home, around your office? Stop paying for dangerous chemicals that can harm your children, your pets, and your clients. Today in Arizona and Florida, an environmentally responsible pest control company named Ladybug has set up shop to provide natural and organic pest control services. Ladybug can help you stop even the most persistent, nastiest bugs with green, organic products that are friendly to people and pets. In addition, there are franchise opportunities in Arizona, Florida, and throughout the USA. To learn more about Ladybug's home-friendly and earth-smart green pest control services, visit the Ladybug website at ladybugcorp.com or call us at 561-276-7600. Ladybug guarantees you another eco-friendly, pest-free day naturally. Wondering what book you should read to jumpstart your sex life and increase your happiness? Try my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by me, Laurie Handlers. This short, easy-to-read book will make you laugh at yourself, and it may possibly make you cry as you discover my tantric secrets for happiness and how they apply to you. In the book, I begin with the 10th law, make love in the unknown, and then I work you all the way through laws 1 through 9 to teach you how to be in the unknown, fresh, every moment of every day of your life. Sex and happiness puts the innocence and love back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. It's only $19.99 in paperback and $14.99 ebook. Go to sexandhappiness.com to order your copy of Sex and Happiness by me, Laurie Handlers, the host of Tantra Cafe. We're back with Tantra Cafe. That's what you're listening to, and I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. My guest today is Shivananda Deva, who has been leading workshops and in different countries for over 22 years. He's not only studied with masters, but he's become one himself. And he's right in the middle of a life change about what he could give up to have everything he wants in his life, which I'm hoping that you all are, con- are contemplating this, that you're pondering, wow, what would you have to give up in your life to have everything that you want, that you're attached to. We didn't say that or underline it before. And the second part of the show, we'll be talking about getting rid of your rotten relationship for the new year, but this is getting rid of your stuff. So you were about to go somewhere on that on that last half, you know, about what you've, other things you've discovered as a result. Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to give some examples of, of just yeah. some ways my, my daily life um, uh, has been transformed. This business of getting the clutter out of my life is enormous because it's always it's always followed me. As a child, I was cluttered, and, and as I shared with you previously, my mother was a hoarder. So, uh, and it's something I've battled with, and... Here, when I came here with this, with this particular acceptance of the flow of what was going forward for me, uh, here, here's an example. When I first got here and got the Airstream trailer, uh, I didn't want to spend a lot of money on pots and pans and stuff, but I needed a few things to be able to cook with. So I, I went to a local thrift store and one of the things I bought were was two knives. They weren't very good knives, but they were, you know, sufficient and they were cheap. 
So I bought them. I used them in the Airstream. A bit later, I purchased a couple of new ones that were quite a bit better quality and suited me better. And then I arrived at the point that I've arrived at a million times in my life where it's like, well, now that I've got these nice new knives, what do I do with the old ones? And what I have always done my entire life is to hold on to the old ones just in case. So much of my life was built around just in case. Yeah, that's that's very good to point out. Yeah, and just that, you know, I, I, yeah, I buy new clothes. I would hold on to the old clothes just in case. Oh, they didn't fit me anymore, but just in case I lost some weight. And, you know, I could fill an entire house with stuff that I was holding on to just in case. Uh, you know, someday I might want them. And what I found myself doing just without effort this time was looking at those two knives that I bought at the thrift shop and saying, well, I don't need these anymore. And I took them back and I contributed them back to the thrift store. Great. That's huge. For me, that is huge. Some people might be like, oh, what's the big deal? But if if you have spent your entire life filling up boxes of stuff that you don't really need anymore, but that you're keeping just in case. So, yeah, uh, this, is a, this is a very, this is really a good tip for people. Actually, I want to, I want to say something here that uh, when you let go of stuff and get rid of things and, you know, actually get them out of your space, you make space for the unknown you make space for amazing things to happen, and you've just demonstrated four or five times so far in our conversation that the unknown has happened to you, and by and large, it's been a blessing. Yes, yeah, it, it, totally, totally. So back to the, you know, back to the original question: What would you have to give up to have everything you want? Yeah. Well, in this case, it was it was giving it was literally giving up tangibly giving up these. Two inexpensive little kitchen knives, but that I, in a in a little airstream trailer, you don't have much storage space, and everything counts. Now, so now I, I ha- now I have a question: Is the new house is it fur- fully furnished? The new place where you're staying? Well, the place that I'm staying, but but I'm doing <laughs> this. This is this is going to sound wacky, gotcha. but I'm at, I've actually. I've actually picked out one room in the house that I spend my time in. Wow. And, and um, yeah, you know, I've got the rest of the house available. I've got a full kitchen and, you know, all, all of that. But I actually spend the bulk of my time either in this one room or out on the lanai, you know, outside. Yeah. Well, like I am right now, sitting under a tree. The, why, why wouldn't you want to be outside when, when you've got the beautiful Hawaiian honey dripper birds flying around and feeding and, and chirping? It's, it's sure. like living in the National Forest. That room that I selected to pretty much spend my time in is the same size as the tiny little house I'm going to build myself. So my plans, I'm I'm building a house that's 160 square feet. Oh, yeah, that's right. You wrote me about that. 160 square feet is is about, I mean, I always make fun of apartments in New York City, which I met you when you lived in New York City, I I believe. Um, I always make fun of apartments. I say, you know, my... I moved to Phoenix a year and a half or almost two years ago, and uh, mm-hmm. my bedroom and bathroom suite are bigger than most New York apartments. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and well, and so is you know so is the my living room in the house that I'm staying in, but uh, but the house that I'm building for myself, I'm building along the lines of my commitment. To, to really have a, an ex, a, a beautiful, aesthetic living space that 
nurtures and fulfills me in the middle of this extraordinary beauty um, where I intend to spend as much time outside as I can. And so I'm building this, and this is, you may not be aware of it, but this is actually, this is kind of a trend called tiny houses. And the interesting thing is... It's called what? Unhouses? Tiny. Tiny houses. But it's called tiny houses? That's the trend? Yeah. Yeah, tiny houses. And this is (laughs) little little houses... You know, uh, I, I don't know if there's a definition, under 300 square feet or something, that people are building because in a tiny house, you can't have a lot of crap around. Right. You've really got to be selective, right. and each thing counts, each thing that you bring into your life. And here's the amazing thing. What, uh, the, the group that is taking to this the strongest is women. Women are building houses for themselves that don't require housework. Yeah, that's Isn't amazing. So smart. Well, you know, a long time ago, I think my father said this to me, but I think it must be a Zen expression. The more you own, it owns you. You know, your exactly. things, your possessions, the things that you're attached to, they have you. You don't have them. They, you exactly. know, tending to them, cleaning them, dusting them, caring for them. Spiffing them up, getting their energy. Worrying about them, worrying who's yeah. going to steal them. <laughs> <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything, yeah. everything. And for somebody who is genetically programmed to hoard, as I, as I was, yes. uh, this is a complete reinvention of my life, reinvention of my daily life to... to tear things down to essentials and to get rid of all of the things that otherwise I'd be dusting, packing, worrying about, etc. Now I, I have, for instance, I have a beautiful Raku bowl made by a local potter. This, this is a community of artists and sculptors. It's amazing. I have a beautiful bowl. Now, I don't have eight of them. I have one of them. And I have a beautiful cup to go with it. And that means there's no piling up dishes in the sink. Because if I want to eat, the bowl has to be clean. Wow, Shivananda, this is so, this is great. If you you just tuned in, by the way, I'm, I'm talking to Shivananda Deva, and he's talking about how you can get what you can give up or what you should, I hate the word should, but you might be asking yourself, what should you give up to get what you really want in life? And this really is the the spiritual or the tantric sense of pairing down. He's very Zen. You're you're leading a very Zen life. Yes, yes. And after a a lifetime of admiring, uh, you know, the Zen lifestyle and always thinking, well, that was, too severe for me, or you know, too much. You can't can't get there. And and I'm not saying that everybody should. This is what's right for me right now. Yeah. And but that that's powerful because everyone can look for themselves as what's right for them right now. You know, they might be you know, raising young children. They might be uh, you know getting through graduate school. They might be approaching retirement uh, and looking at the transitions that are necessary to make. And the tendency is, whenever you go through a transition, is to hold on to this life preserver of what you used to have and what you, who you used to be being, just in case, just in yeah. case the future doesn't work out. Right. And that's really what I think the core of this as a as this is just this is spiritual dynamite in my in my yeah. estimation. Yeah, like your life is never going to work out if you don't let go. Yes, it, that it's gotta, the, the only way it can work out is if you do let go. That's the that's the that's the koan. It's like the sound of one hand clapping. Exactly, exactly. So there's this opportunity to really confront the discomfort 
of a life transition, whatever, however big or small it is, is to confront each transition with this question of what, what you know, what what is there here that I can let go of now, yeah. in order to move forward. Yeah. Well, we this is where we're going to have to stop because we're going to be taking another break here. So I want to thank you so much, and I want to ask you to give us a way to get in touch with you. I mean, now that you're also on this island, how can people get in touch with you if they want to know about your classes and stuff? Okay. Well, I, I have an email address, which is simply S Deva, D-E-V-A, S-D-E-V-A, S as in Deva, 11, at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Well, Shivananda Deva, thank you so very much. I wish you the best. It sounds like I don't have to wish you much. It sounds like all I have to do is just see you in my in my dreams, in my mind's eye, and go, that man is living his dream. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. And if, Hallelujah. If can, yeah, and you'll, you'll be hearing can, about yeah. my... You'll be hearing about my new course, which I call Dancing with Pele. Yeah, oh, well, we don't cute. have time for Pele. We're going to have to come back to her. We're just going <laughs> to come back to her because you're living your dream, and that's what's important right now. So if you yeah. can, we can, and that's the that's the exciting part. So thank you so much for being my guest today. And, my um, pleasure. Yeah, it was, it's wonderful. And please stay tuned, everyone. I'm going to be talking to a, a sex doctor, a therapist about how you can save your rotten or rotting relationships in the new year, the new decade. We'll be right back. Thank you. Have you ever wanted something really different from a plain old Swedish massage? If you want an extraordinary private bodywork session, call Krishna Naidu. Krishna definitely has the touch. He offers yoga fusion therapy, embodiment therapy, individual tantra sessions, and even private yoga classes. I hope this intrigues you. His work is subtle yet tremendously effective. And I know his clients keep coming back for more because I'm one of them. For more information about the sessions and to find a session near you, call Krishna Naidu at 857-891-8090. That's 857-891-8090. Call Krishna Naidu today. Sessions are regularly available in New York, Boston, Washington, D.C., Phoenix and Scottsdale. Tremendous sense of well-being as we delve into these simple yet potent Tantra tools. Please note, no previous experience of Tantra or yoga is necessary to come on this tour with me. I invite you to join me in this unique experience touring the incredible, incredible country of India. I must warn you, this is not your typical tour and you are not the typical tourist. For more information about this exciting tantric tour of the heart of India, contact Lori at ButterflyWorkshops.com or write to her at info at ButterflyWorkshops.com. Well, we're back with Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. Of course, I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. And wasn't that great, that whole piece we just did with Shivananda about giving things up to have what you really want in your life? What a lesson. Amazing, amazing. This part of the show, I don't know, you may have to give up some things in this part too. This part of the show, we're going to be talking about how to ail your failing relationship or your rotting relationship. Before we do that, though, I just want to let you know that you can check out LifeWave patches, which are great for your health. There are glutathione patches. There are sleep patches. There are pain patches. The best way to check out LifeWave patches is to go to LifeWave for People and Pets on Facebook. Just look that up on your Facebook and see if you can find out more about LifeWave patches. They're really amazing. I've used them many, many times. And they're kind of saving my life in terms of sleep and in terms of pain. Really amazing stuff. Also, I didn't tell you before that if you want to find out more about Silk Personal Lubricant, you can go to my main website, ButterflyWorkshops.com forward slash silk, S-Y-L-K, and you can find out more about this amazing lubricant. So my guest for the rest of this show is Dr. Lily, and she's a Ph.D. She's a Psychology Today verified sex educator. She's a sex therapist, a coach, 
She's been professionally trained in Esalen Massage, and she's a Tantra practitioner. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lily. Great to have you on. Thank you, Lori. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's a long time no see, so it's great to just even have your voice. Right, yeah. New York was our last visit. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So today you're going to be talking to us. I, I'm excited about this because I told people that we were having a show with a bang today. We're having the second, this is the second show in the new year, and I want people to like really get a chance to make some resolutions that work for them instead of some stupid old resolutions that don't mean anything two days after they make them. So this one we're talking about is how to, how to save a rotting relationship. What are the signs of this, would you say? How would someone know if they were in a rotting relationship? Yeah, well, the three things that we speak to are boredom, especially boredom in the bedroom, fatigue, just fatigue from everyday life and existence that pulls us away from our commitment to our relationship, and also preoccupation, being preoccupied with all those other things that have us maintaining the relationship rather than nurturing it so it becomes it sounds like the relationship becomes another piece of housework exactly and we we show this to people on a on a graph like when we're first dating it's 100 percent nurturing all about us all about the relationship and zero maintenance because we don't have anything and then it goes down from like 80 percent maintenance um, to 20 percent of nurturance, then when they show up in my office, it's 100% maintenance and 0% nurturance. So it's how do we get back to maybe not 100% nurturing, but at least somewhere in the 80, uh, 60 range. So I have a question for you. I want to, I definitely want to hear about like how, what you do with people like this. And my question is, and this just sometimes this happens in my Tantra classes. Sometimes by the time a couple, and they could be, by the way, any couple. They don't have to be heterosexual. They could be any preference couple. By right. the time a couple comes to see me in a tantra class, often it's too late. Yeah. Do you find that? Well, I, I, I've got to say, the reason I'm I'm starting to really focus on, and I'm calling it Save Your Rotten Relationship, to get uh, the women attention because... I would say probably uh, most of my clients are single males who are uh, not getting even affection at home. And so they're, they don't want to step outside, but they're, they're needing to take care of themselves in ways that are not conducive to good relationship. And so for them, it's like taking a step out the door. And it's how do we get the, the girls in? How do we get the women to come along and be partners in saving the relationship. So what, yeah, what's, what do you do? I mean, aside from, do you coach the men on how to have, you know, meaningful communication and conversations with the women in their lives to let them know like how important it is for them to show up? Well, that's what I've been doing for three years. So Good. I'm looking at how do we now, now I've been hoping by, okay, we get the guys in and we teach them the language and we teach them some skills and send them home and they'll enroll the girls. Well, so far it's happened with a few. I've had wonderful couples I work with. What I teach the men mostly about in the Tantra world is not about, it's not necessarily about the, the goal of being in a sensual sexual situation. I teach them what's called the Masters and Johnson sexual response cycle. And that was done back in the 60s to teach us how our physiology works, how we get to the goal of orgasm. I call the Tantra model our female model. And I tell my guys, if you take the female model home, which is about sensations and seduction, which, yes, can lead to the goal of orgasm, but doesn't necessarily have to, have the girls understand and also for your own feminine energy and your own feminine side to play in the sensations and seduction without it necessarily having to get to that goal. So, okay, good. So you so basically you're, you're, you're distracting them or detracting them from being goal oriented, which is such a male trait and you're having them be more in this, in the, uh, in the being 
and the sensitizing of everything else besides reaching the end. Correct. So. Correct. And, and I, so I teach them skills on how to go home and just play with your partner and be sensuous and be seductive and be fun and not have it be that you're going to have to get somewhere with it, that that is the goal, just the playing and the sensuality and the seduction and the, and the fun of it. So how to play in adult relationship, which gets lost as we go from this, this nurturance to maintenance scale. So, okay, I like, I mean, I really like the word play. I think the operative word here is play, like how to, it says that you're a play coach. Right. So you help people bring back play, like childlike play, it sounds like, in their, in their ailing or rotting relationships. That's the goal, like just basic things that we would do together before maybe kids, cats and dogs kind of thing, um, the, the whole maintenance again, is to play board games, have ongoing games. My partner and I are long distance. He's in Texas, I'm in Pennsylvania. And so we've been creative about how do we keep connected and, and actually still have fun together. And so we have an ongoing Yahtzee game over the internet. So it's things like that, reading a book together, um, make up a fantasy story together, or, you know, play with each other in ways that they used to play before they had so much responsibility, so much boredom, preoccupation, and fatigue. It sounds really good to me. And, you know, you could take it further, too, because now there's Internet and there's Skype, <laughs> which we're on. Exactly. The Skype. Many of my friends are having Skype sex these days. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that's hey, a married couple, or you know, or a couple that's permanently together. Some one of them can go away and call the other on Skype and see what happens. That's that would right. be that's awful fun. Yeah. So it's great, Doctor Lily. It's great what you're talking about doing here. Um, you know, uh, it sounds like it's not so difficult to spice things up. It's really people's sense of um, resignation. That you have to, it's maybe the man's sense of resignation or the woman's sense of resignation that you have to, you have to have them overcome in order to, to start fresh. To start somewhere. As human beings, we do like one end of the spectrum to the other. You know, we just do black and white. And we think, well, if I can't do even this, then I can't do the whole thing. Or if I have, if I do this one little thing, then I have to do the whole thing. You know, we, we do extremes as human beings. We're wired yeah. to extremes. So yeah. it's how do I take one little step at a time and see what the results are, see how I feel and how I can make changes one step at a time. So it seems like if you were to do this, you know, obviously mostly men seek out contraceptions. Mostly men seek out tantra coaching, at least in a one-on-one -on -one sense. In my in my sense of uh, in the years that I've been teaching tantra, which is since '98, uh, mostly my classes. Interestingly enough, my classes have had more women in them than men. But they ha it hasn't always been women in a relating or in a relationship, but women who want to make themselves more sensuous who want to make themselves more available in a sensuality sense and then want to find men who would treat them as the goddess, who would honor them in that way. And uh, so it's really interesting in that I mostly work with groups, you know, and in your one-on-one, -on -one, you're working with the men, the male side of these uh, relationships and coaching them how to get into their female aspect so they can be more sensuous and more feeling. Yeah, and I think, as Bob Dylan said, these times, they are changing. I do think, I do believe that, that women are coming into their power. I mean, Lori, look how the word Tantra or the understanding of Tantra has changed in the last five, ten years. You know, that people are waking up more to the to the Eastern philosophies and the Eastern way to look at how do we live from the neck down. Yes. And as I always, you know, and so I really feel that, that women will come on board. And I think it's going to happen, too, in the baby boomer uh, eras. You know, us girls, we're, we're looking to see, like, what's next now? The kids are gone and, 
you know, here we are with our partner or here we are with ourselves. And how do we start to live more for us, which in a way is how do I live more sensually? How do I live more alive? Which is the conversation of Tantra. So I think it's good timing on many levels. It's great. Well, we're going to we're going to stop here for a moment. When we come back, we're going to talk about more, you know, more tips, more things that people can, you know, because maybe not everyone's going to come seek out a a, uh, a session. But let's give people tips on how they can start, you know, some other tips on how they can start to sensitize themselves more and 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 really dig in and 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 not let go of of a really good relationship that just needs a jump start. So right. we'll be right back. We'll be right back with Tantra Cafe with my guest, Dr. Lily. Please stay tuned. Many times on Tantra Cafe, you've heard my guests and me discuss emotional release techniques. Now you can do emotional release work in the privacy of your own home. In my CD, Shamanic Release in Lati Han, I create a very, very safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work I'm known for in my Tantra courses. First, I set you up with the proper positioning and breathing, and then I guide you through emotional states to the beat of tribal African rhythms. Try this CD as an easy way to do your personal clearing work on a regular basis and watch your relationships walk free from emotional baggage. You can order my CD at butterflyworkshops.com for only $20. I believe you're worth it. I hope you do. Go to ButterflyWorkshops.com and get your copy now and walk free from emotional baggage. Would you like to try a natural product that would enhance your orgasms? My guest today is Shana Venice, the founder of New Zealand Pure, a company that makes unique products for sexual wellness. Shana, what is it that people can use to enhance their orgasms? Everybody's trying to do that. Absolutely. Well, there are different factors that... uh you know, come into play why we don't have explosive orgasms. One is, you know, our vaginal secretions aren't flowing like they used to. Perhaps you're a little dry, perhaps you're a little irritated. Well, the great thing about silk, which is made from kiwi vine extract, is that it helps to balance your own pH and increase your vaginal secretions. The result is explosive, satisfying, wonderful orgasms, and joyful sex. Wow, Shana, thanks so much for that description. Wonderful. If you'd like to find out more about Silk, go to SilkUSA.com. That's S-Y-L-K-U-S-A.com. You can find out more about Silk from me as well. Write to Laurie at TantraCafe.com. Hi, I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm your host today at Tantra Cafe, and my guest today is Dr. Lily. I want to remind you to go to tangafinelingerie.com. This is a way to jumpstart your relationship. Tanga, T-A-N-G-A, fine lingerie. There you can find French silks and laces and also Italian silks and laces, the most amazing lingerie you could get for yourself. And there is a difference between really good lingerie and just any old lingerie. So go to Tonga Fine Lingerie. Also want to remind you to go to my recommended page at webtalkradio.net. There you will find the Hormone Nurse, hormonenurse.com, where you'll find out about things like taking the hormones that you need to replenish that sex drive in your body or about HCG, which can help you lose weight rapidly. I have just... I'm almost done with my course of HCG, and it's amazing. You can also find out about Dr. Deborah Annapol and polyamory for the 21st century or Flirting with Heart with Robin Vogel. And you can find out about Tantra for Awakening with Crystal Dawn Morris. Those are just a few. So I'm back with my guest, Dr. Lily, and we're talking about jump-starting or saving your rotting relationship. Every time I say it, it sounds like apples rotting, you know. Um, <laughs> it's not a pretty picture. One, one, one rotten apple in the barrel ruins the rest. So, 
It does. So what are some of the other things you would, you know, what else would, with the, with the men, would you do hands-on stuff to show them like how to touch differently, how to breathe differently, how to stroke somebody's hair differently? I mean, I don't even know where to go with this. So I'm just asking you the things I imagine. Yeah. And it is teaching conscious touch. You know, I give them the example of, say, if they say to their partner, can I give you a back rub or can I give you a massage? It's a great line that men use. And women know exactly where that is going. But So I show them the difference on their arm just to start with. It's okay if I give a massage. And so I'm, I'm doing just a basic kind of uh, Swedish massage down the arm. And then I say, may I touch your hand? And I touch them in a Tantra conscious touch that has me just be solely focused on one square inch of the top of their hand. And they've reported that the difference is that they felt the Tantra touch in their whole body, whereas the massage on the arm, they just felt on the arm. So it gets them to experience what's it like if you say to your partner, may I touch your hand, and you spend five minutes on one hand. Yeah, there's definitely something uh, There's something to be said about slow and, and starting small and energizing one little piece of a body to the maximum that it can be energized before moving on. You know, um, I don't know if you know uh, what... Uh, I can't think of her name now. Kim. Oh, she's a researcher. She's a sex researcher. In, her name will come to me in a minute. She's a friend of mine in New York, and um, she does sex research. She has people go into MRI machines and do thinkgasms. And anyway, she told me that uh, even with people who are quadriplegic that don't have sensitizing anywhere in their body, if there's just the size of a dime, yeah. Of skin on the body that still feels that people are capable of having orgasms by gently blowing on that part of the skin or gently touching that part of the skin because the vagus nerve can right. bypass all the other nerves in the body and actually communicate to the brain that that it's possible to have an orgasm. Mm. Yeah, Dr. Beverly Whipple has done a lot of work with that out of Rutgers and and spinal cord injured folks so they must work together because my they, friend is out of records too but i, I can't about anyway, we'll move on and i know you know right towards the end i'll think of who it is uh-huh i know <laughs> exactly oh, oh it's nan wise dr nan wise and she works with those people at Rutgers. Right, so right, right. I, know, I do know her name yeah yeah that's uh-huh. true so yeah. um good so you you show them on the hand what else tell me what else i'm so excited yeah. about this so in teaching them the sexual response model, which I think is very important for them to see how, and they can go to, your listeners can Google Masters and Johnson's sexual response cycle and start to understand their own sexual response cycle. What is their uh, desire starting their, their uh, physical, you know, it starts in the brain. That's where our largest sex organ is, is between our ears. So where's your desire lead you to your attraction, which leads you to your sensations, which leads you to your orgasm, which leads you to the resolution and the reflection of what this experience was like, because your reflection will feed back to your desire. Now, mostly as a sex therapist, I work in the arena of that reflection being broken. Something happened along the line of our sexual experiences that that has our sexual response be broken. So how do we heal that? And how do we make for healthy sexual response cycles in both males and females? So once they understand their own, then they can take a look at, especially for women I've worked with, with survivors of abuse, how their response cycle got broken and how do we heal that? So to understand it and then to hang out in that desire and the sensations and what makes you feel sexy and what makes you feel sexy and seductive to yourself and to a partner, those are the arenas I teach them to work on, making their lists of what turns me on, what turns me off, getting in touch with that for yourself, and then sharing it with a partner. Now, I want to tell you something. I have somebody that has worked with me for years and years and years. A man, not, I mean, not only has he been through every one of my classes numerous times and has assisted 
and, you know, been part on my staff, et cetera. He once told me that he could never tell his beloved his fantasy for yeah. fear that she would reject him instantly. He wouldn't even want to breathe the words to her mm -hmm. for fear of rejection. He would rather keep it to himself. The fear of being damaged by rejection of a fantasy I imagine he can't be unique. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. We, Lori, you know, more people talk to you about their sex lives than they talk to their partners. Yeah, How many people true. on airplanes? <laughs> you know, airplanes, cocktail parties. Where do, what do we hear when people find out what we do? We hear their deepest, darkest secrets. Right. You're right. Because they can't tell their beloved. And it's our, I call sex our loudest secret. You know, it's everywhere. It's in every billboard. It's in every song. It's in every Disney movie. But we don't talk about it, especially to our partners. So it is starting to learn that, again, with baby steps, how do we share who we are? Because that's what intimacy is, into me see. Right. And accept me for all my warts as well as all my all my good juicy stuff too <laughs> and see but this stuff this fantasy stuff is not even a wart i mean anytime if i've ever told somebody my fantasy that was such a turn on for them mm -hmm. they of course they would want to do it or they'd want to you know even and i've also found in my life that not all fantasies are worth playing out like some of them are just worth the mileage we get right. talking about it exactly that's so true so yeah. it's so it's not necessary to 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 play it out. It's but it is necessary to 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 the head, the sex organ, to feed the head. Uh huh. Yeah, it's great yeah. what you're saying. It's really great what you're saying. What about um? You know, what do you do when someone's afraid of living alone and they feel trapped in the relationship, but they really feel like they need to get out? Well, I tell them they have options. And they have to choose an option they can live with. And life is a series of choices. And when we make a choice that we've made consciously, then we live with that choice and we do it in a way that, that can best serve the, the fact that we made the choice. So that's yeah. good. That's pretty healthy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the choice is you stay. And if you accept to stay, then you accept that, the, that that's what you're choosing. Uh, well, you can you can step outside in one form or another, and then you choose to step out with whatever you can live with. So, or, or you leave, you know, so right. it's, it's looking at your choices. And so we, sometimes that's what I work with on clients is helping them make the choice and then deciding and figuring how they're going to live with that choice. You know, I haven't had in, in the years that I've been teaching Tantra, which I said before was since 1998, I have not had that many couples who split up. Actually, their sex lives got better and their life of communication got better. So it is hopeful when you say that we, they can save their rotting relationships. They really can. Right. Right. I do believe they can. As long so, as there's still passion. You know, passion runs uh, on love and hate and jealousy and all that. But as long as we have somebody that's in there, even if they're fighting and they're really angry and they think they hate each other, we've got passion to work with. They're not numb. And when you get numb is when we, we don't have much to work with. Right. So good. What a great distinction. Yeah. That's a great distinction. Yeah. Well, we, I need, we need to find out how people can get in touch with you. You're Dr. Lily, and how can people find you if they want to uh, communicate with you? You're in, you're, now you're in Philadelphia and, and um, Texas. Austin, Texas, but how can they get you? How can they find you? Yeah, thank you. Um, my website is sacred sex doc, S A C R E D S E X D O C dot com. I'm on Facebook uh, as Goddess Lily. And that's Lily with one L, L I L Y, Goddess Lily. Correct. And they actually, Facebook for some reason wouldn't let me put two S's in Goddess. So it's only one S in Goddess as well. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's a lot of goddesses on Facebook, so they, they wanted you to be unique. Wanted me to be unique, right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Goddess Lily, for being my, or Dr. Lily, you're both, for being my guest today on the show. I love the things you had to say about 
ailing relationships. And I really wanted people to start out the new year and the new decade with a bang. So thank you so much. You can reach her at sacredsexdoc.com. Thank you again. I want to let everyone everyone know that uh, you can reach me again on Facebook and Twitter. Laurie Handler's on Facebook and Twitter. You can write to me at Tantra Cafe Radio at gmail.com if you have comments about the show or you want to find out something more about my guests. And please come back and tune in next week to Tantra Cafe when I will have other people telling you how to improve and enhance your life through Tantra and through sacred sexuality, which is really what this show is about. Thanks again, Dr. Lily. Thank you. Take good care. Namaste from Tantra Cafe.